Welcome to another episode of Storytellers Podcast. As always, I am your host, Cornell Thomas. Storytellers Podcast is a podcast where I interview dope human beings and get their unique stories of what made them or who made them who they are today. And for episode three, and I just don't count my episode, that's like the pilot. For episode three, I'm bringing some absolute heat. I got my man, Dante Kennedy. Uh, he's a musician. Just, I call him, just, he's an artist. You know, like Prince, Prince had a symbol, right? You see Prince, you're like, oh, Prince is just a symbol. You can't throw all the things that he do. Uh, but I was at in Dubai speaking, and a friend of mine told me, to go to the Capital Club on a Saturday. I'm like, what's the Capital Club? I thought it was like some exclusive networking thing. So I went there with my friend Mashi and I met these, these dudes that were in the band. And like I said something when I was introducing myself, I said, keep it 100. And, and Dante was like, I saw these cats in the back smile and I was like, oh, they ain't from here. They ain't from Dubai. <laughs> they, they understand the lingo. <laughs> and right. that night, that night I, w- I went, you know, Dante was like, yo, come out to, to watch us play. And I always pour into people while they're still alive. I, I never give people, you know, just the roses when they're not here anymore. And I told Tate before we started recording, I said, I sat down and I was just blown away by this man. I said, yo, this cat is on a different, like he's on some other shit. Like this is not, he's, he's, I've seen people, I've seen drummers before. I said, this dude is on some other stuff. So uh, straight from Philly, uh, Dante Kennedy, welcome, welcome so much to Storytellers Podcast, my brother. Hey, thanks, bro. I'm 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 happy to be here. <laughs> thanks Yo, so much. Yeah, I never forget meeting you guys and just talking to you guys in Dubai, and wondering how a cat from Philly <laughs> ends up in Dubai playing at these clubs and you know has right. such a following. And then you know when I peep your you know your Instagram posts and your social media, I mean you just you just perform. I mean you're everywhere, man. You're doing your thing. So. I would love to learn more about the story and, and how you got to where you are now. Yeah. So just to talk about Dubai. <clears throat> so my family is, is con- always been in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So my cousin, Max, he, Max Mason, he works directly with Quincy. Mm. Um, oh, oh quick. You're talking about Quincy Jones now, right, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it ain't Quincy. It ain't Quincy. Now, come on, man. My man's trying to be humble right here. It ain't Quincy from your block. You know, it's not Quincy that works at the bodega. Uh, he's talking about <laughs> he's talking about Quincy Jones. I just I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to say that because my man Dante is mad humble. So he's talking about the legendary Quincy Jones. Go Google him for you millennials that may not know. Okay, right, they sorry. have no idea, bro. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> no, I saw Gucci, bro. So yeah, so my cousin Max, he works for the legendary Mr. Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. and um, I was at work one day. At my register, I was manager for 10 years for this company called Villa DTLR. So I'm at my register. I get a text message from my cousin Manny. He's like, yo, bro, listen, man. Uh, Max is looking for a band to go to Dubai for three months. You want to go? And I was like, what? What kind of <laughs> kind of question? Like, first of all, Dubai, let's look that up real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you always hear about this place, bro, until you actually have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So. I hit up my, my district manager and she was like, boy, you crazy. This is Quincy. You better go. It's once in a lifetime in Dubai. Your job will be good when you come back. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. All right, vet. Put everything in motion. Literally had to leave in two weeks. So I had to regroup my entire life, my family, prepare my wife, my children to be like, all right, listen, daddy's leaving for the next 12 weeks. I'll be back right before Christmas. Wow. So 
kind of like that, bro. Just kind of had to put everything in motion with my job and, you know, sign PTO papers and leave of mm-hmm. absence papers and contracts and then get here. And yeah, it was a lot, but wow. that's how I got here. So you got, so you, you got a phone call from, from Max was in the industry and you had 14 days to make this decision. Man, I had a day. You had a day. <laughs> oh, you had a day. He was like, either you're yeah, coming or you're not coming. Hours. Right. I had 24 hours, bro, to make the decision to see if I wanted to be here or not. And mm. um, that kind of set the precedence for everything. And if I would have said no, man, we probably wouldn't even be on the phone. Facts. On this on the call right now. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. So I don't know if you saw the movie um, Heat with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. I've, um, I've seen the titles. And yeah. Stuff like so there was a part where uh, Robert De Niro was saying that as a, he was a bank robber, he was saying, you've got to be able to basically uh, make a decision in 60 seconds. You know, like as a bank robber, like when you go out, it doesn't matter who it is, you got to make a decision. And at the very end of the movie, spoiler alert, he was running away from the cops and his girl who the only person he loved was sitting in the car and he, he dipped on her. Like it took him like two seconds. He just dipped and was like, I got to go. And when people tell me that they they have these quick decisions to make, right? Like your decision was, okay, go someplace where I'm assuming you've never been before, right? You've yeah. never been to Dubai? Yeah, I've never been. Never been. And then tell your fam, like, hey, I'm, I'm leaving for 12 weeks. You know, I mean, that's, I don't know, man. That's just amazing to me. And, and look how it worked out. I always believe that everything happens for a reason. So, I mean, you were... You know, how did you get into music? You know, when did it start? Were you born with sticks in your hand? Like, how did that all take place? How'd you become a drummer? Yep, legit. Like, my dad's a drummer. He's Grammy nominated, Stella Award winning. Like, he's super writer and drummer for famous um, gospel choirs. He's toured all over the world. Mm -hmm. So my entire family is nothing but singers, writers, musicians. Like, this is all we do. So, Mm -hmm. you know three years old, I was sitting in front of the TV with pots and pans playing to <laughs> Little Mermaid under the sea. Like that was the vibe. Then at six years old, started taking drum lessons and doing music theory. So I learned how to read music at six by Mr. Garfield Williams, who also taught like Brian Frazier Moore, my cousin Manny and a couple other people who, who was, um, he's like responsible for like a lot of people knowing music and Brian plays with like Janet, my cousin Manny was on Atlantic records, you know, so it, he definitely knows how to teach people the fundamentals of music theory. So mm. with that, I was reading music. I started um, doing production around the age of 13 um, with an MPC 2000. I was in school like, oh yeah, I know how to make beats now. And they're like, what? <laughs> we know you know how to play drums. You don't know how to make beats. And all the de- all the beats was on um, floppy disk at the time. Wow. So, like, you had to load up your sounds, plug them up into, you know, yeah. to the patches. And then I would, I made this record for this group out of Delaware, man. And we ended up on the radio. My Come first on, record, man. I was like 14 years old, bro. It was crazy. Ho, 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 ho. We got to rewind again. We got to rewind. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> Let me stop you for a second. Wait, you said at 14 years old, that's the first time something that you created was on the radio. Yeah, man. It was pretty insane. And, you know, even thinking about it now, because I forgot about it too, too. We just started talking about it. But, yeah. you know, like God really put me in position and blessed me with a core group of music foundation <clears throat> and allowed me to be able to have some some crazy things happen man like from yeah 13 14 man i was on the radio playing drums for gospel choirs that was being the air for winning the grammy mm. um and then you know doing music production for this rap group man i gotta find i gotta remember the name yeah. um, 
man. Oh, it was something like something for Christ. I don't know. I gotta okay. call my Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the group was out of Delaware. That that was the group out of Delaware. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I have a question. Where where were you when you first heard it? Like where were you when you first heard it on the radio? Were you like in a car driving some? I was home, bro. My dad, okay. my dad called me. Was like, Dante, go <laughs> turn, 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 turn the radio. Turn the radio. Like what? What's going on? He said, your song is on there. I listened to it. I was like, oh, shoot. I quit like the last 30 seconds, but I was like, yo, yo. this is crazy. <laughs> and there was no such thing as an Instagram. Nobody yeah, had yeah. cell phones with videos on. You had to have the big video home recorder mm -hmm. to be like, capture the moments. It's yeah. Like, yeah, bro. So all we have is memories from back then. That was yeah. Well, I remember, I remember recording. Me and my brother, Ramont, we used to record UMT raps on VHS tapes. Ooh. You know, like, I remember... <laughs> Every Saturday, you know, recording like Big Daddy Kane and like Stetsasonic on VHS tapes. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, and you're so you're you're from you're from Philly, and obviously Philly has a, a deep tradition in, you know, just music in general. But you know, when you think of drummers from Philly, you think of Quest Love and, and the roots. And you know, what was it like, you know, being a drummer in Philly coming up? Oh, it was phenomenal, man, because we had like my generation of drummers, we grew up with very, very close relationships with the guys who was on tour with Pharrell and, mm. you know, Quest Loves People and, um, man, I, and just so many artists, bro, like we were able to be in those circles and have the sheds and sheds is something that we, we, we used to do, you know, we'll link up somebody's basement, it'll be two drum sets, three drum sets, mm -hmm. and all the drummers just get on and we just exchange just a musical conversation to show each other our, our current skills for the week. Mm. So people who are on tour now with all these famous people, yeah, mm -hmm. I got videotapes with them in, in my house making music. And wow. what's, what's interesting, even the guy where I'm here with now, his name is Jake Morelli. His, he's married to uh, Questlove's sister. So okay. wow. my connection is pretty dope. Yeah, because I used to go to their the Root Studio when I was younger with my cousin Wardell. Mm -hmm. And check out Larry Gold and see where Kirk Franklin and mm -hmm. uh, Erica Badu, wow. Blau, all yes. these people come in, will be recording. And it's like, yo, these guys are legends and I'm only 15 years old in here checking this out. Yeah. I, you know what? It's funny you said Erica Badu because when I was, before I, you know, asked you to come on DK, I was like, I always, that part in uh, the, the song she did with the Roots, that drum part. When, yeah, da, 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 da. that drum part has always, man, like that's my favorite part of the song. Yeah. Yo, I, you know, I would fast forward just to see Questlove in the music video on the side of the street with just a snare, bass drum, and a hi-hat. And yeah. that's what I was like, how, what is he thinking about to play this beat? I ain't never, I never heard anything <laughs> like that in my life. And to this day, drummers try to play it. Mm -hmm. Nobody can play it like Questlove. I don't care how great. Nobody can make it sound like the way he made it sound. Yeah, it was it was the the combination between that beat and her voice at that point in the song. I mean, and then the action in the video that was going on, right? Like, it man, I just I, I'll just never forget it. I was like, bro, I I can listen to this on loop all day long, all day, <laughs> you know, all day long. So, you know, obviously, you know, coming up, even though you had, it seems like you know, obviously, you had tremendous support because you come from a musician back, a musician family, right? Music inclined family, uh, you know, your dad was in it, your family's in it, you have, you know, peoples that are in it around you. Um, 
can you share any stories of like maybe thinking I'm not sure where this is going to go or how far I can take this? Like, have you had have you had those moments of doubt where you're like, man, is this going to work? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, now is it going to work? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is it going to work right now where we are? I can just speak on the present situation. So we got called to do a second residency. Mm-hmm. So this time I come out here, I, been, I was asked two days before we came to be the music director this time. Wow. <clears throat> Put the band together, get out here. They say, all right, cool. Another 12 weeks, January 28th to April 24th. Mm-hmm. March 14th, Quincy's birthday. Mm. Last show, the very next day. Hey, y'all want to go home or y'all want to stay? We may, we may reopen in two weeks. And everybody's like, well, we still on time for contract. So yeah, let's just, let's just wait it out. We mm-hmm. might be playing two weeks mm-hmm. yeah, two weeks turned to like seven and a half so yeah. we, we we don't know what's going to happen mm. we don't even know how we're getting home at this point because they keep closing the borders and canceling our flights and it's it's very very draining man and one thing i keep telling people keep trying to tell creatives is that you have to keep moving forward because if you get stuck in this mindset of bad media and and not knowing how you're going to create a new level of of space of creativity and artistic mm. vision whatever it is you do d- you're going to have such a terrible time trying to figure out how you're going to get better when this is all over mm. That's and powerful. and you have to figure out how do i get out of this space and proceed forward so every day right now bro i'm trying to keep myself sane because i've i've had maybe two or three days where i'm yeah. like lord jesus i'm about to just jump off yeah <laughs> <laughs> Water and go swim. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna swim home. I'm gonna just make. <laughs> oh like, man! Like I'm, I'm reading. I'm doing so much reading. I'm. I actually started taking the uh, college course with Yale. I signed up for another one with Harvard. Wow! And just making music and legit signing contracts, putting stuff in position because I know my my end all to be all is not during this COVID nineteen. I'm not about to die up in this pub. Nice. So. I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm preparing for when this is over. This, yeah. this, I'm staying sane. I mean, I, I think first off, Dante, like you said a bunch of things in there that I think are so uh, relevant for people to understand is one, I always tell people you'll never get hope from the TV. You never, it's not created for that, right? You're not going to get hope from the media. Right. Um, you get, for me, like we both have a faith, right? So for me, that hope comes from God. Like I don't put my, all my faith in human beings, right? We're not perfect. And especially uh, the media is not gonna give you hope. They're not, they're, they're not, they don't get their ratings for showing positive things. They don't show the Dante Kennedys. They don't show, you know, the people in the world that are doing great things that are, are encouraging people and inspiring people. You know, they show you the doom and gloom. So I always tell people the first thing you should do is turn off the idiot box, right? That TV, like turn off the TV stuff or change your programming. And the second thing, which we just talked about before we started recording, is you said like just creating, right? Like creating content, learning something, you know, yeah. come out of here with a better skill. You know, like um, back in the days we used to watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and, uh, and, Love it. You know, and my man Goku like went away for a minute, like he was gone. And people were like, yo, where's Goku at? My man came back on earth. He was like a gazillion times stronger. Like he was working out all day long and under the most extreme conditions, you know? And it's like, Hearing you say that, you know, I'm just creating and that's the you know, taking college courses. I told people, it's like, your body is quarantined, your mind isn't. 
there's a big yeah. difference, right? Like you have to let your mind go. So man, hearing you say it, say that is just so encouraging, you know, because I, I know you. So I already I said at the beginning, I was like, I already know what you're doing. I don't even know why I'm asking. <laughs> like, I know that you're, you know, you're creating, but it's also important for people to hear that everybody has moments, right? Every have, everybody has moments of like, man, now I got to pivot, you know, yeah. now I got to pivot. Now I got, and it's cool that the way you pivot is by creating and by educating yourself more and learning, which I think is dope. So, okay. So you, you've had these moments in your life that have, you know, obviously even like, even now, right. Oh, as much as success you've had, you've been, you know, you've been on, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, Queen Latifah show, all this stuff. And, you know, again, people for you millennials that don't understand that level, like just please Google, you know, cause Dante ain't going to talk about it. I'm like, <laughs> I got to make sure to throw that in there. But, what are you, what are your aspirations? Like, what are some of the things that you want to do that you can see like yourself doing, uh, not just in the next five years, 10 years, 15 years, what are some of the things that you, that you want to like really pursue and make happen? Generational wealth. Mm. Like it's just that is that, that is my thing. Like, I just want to make sure, you know, life insurance is one thing, like, mm -hmm. That's all well and good. That's that's from the world. We can get that through State Farm, whatever insurance company you with. But creating generational wealth to, you know, especially in this time, man, like, God forbid something happens to me. Like, I need to make sure my children and my wife are like, he really loved us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. He didn't leave yeah. us with no debt. He didn't relieve us with no craziness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to make sure that they are okay that's just number one priority and i think with that like when i said like i'm setting up stuff now for contracts and stuff like that man i i i'll say this to you because probably by the time this come out everything will be so much better mm -hmm. on my social media but i'm doing stuff with um a few companies out here man where i'm designing luxury sandals for the uae citizens wow so like from a fashion standpoint to mm -hmm music i'm putting out with these new guys that's from sudan you know they mm -hmm. just hit over 1.5 million on youtube mm. and like we're connecting so i'm doing music stuff i'm doing some designing things i'm doing school courses and legit um i've been offered maybe three or four jobs that could move me here to the uae bro it's just, it'll set us up for a whole nother level mm. of 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 success and it's not really to me about the success part of it because mm -hmm. that's what the world is going to see. I'm just more concerned with making sure that my home is taken care of way beyond what they ever thought would be imagined. And mm. that's all my focus is. You know, it used to be, oh man, I need a record deal. I need a record deal. Mm -hmm. Man, I just had a conversation with Def Jam last week and they home in New York, but they're mm -hmm. calling me. I had a conversation with, with, I can call Sony reps from right now that's in the UAE mm -hmm. and we still connect and have conversations, but None of I don't know, man. The whole record deal thing is, is hasn't really been that important to me lately. Mm -hmm. Um, because honestly, you don't really need it. Yeah, really it's a different it. age, right? The it's the age of technology. You can create what yeah. you can create and put things out yourself and mm -hmm. get instead of getting thirty percent, twenty percent of what you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears in, you can get a hundred percent. Yes, of everything, especially again, especially if you don't run out of content, and you don't run out of content, your content's divine. You know what I mean? So it just flows through you. Uh, you have how many kids, Dante? I have I have four. One, my oldest, 
She's 23. That's my stepdaughter. Her name is Imani, but I've been in her life since she was seven. So wow. she's mine. I don't care about that. Yeah. That's my baby. That's my first daughter. So the ones that my wife were able to give birth to from me, my daughter, London, she's, mm. she's 12. My other daughter, Taya, she's nine. And my son, Amari, he's four. He'll be five in like two weeks. Wow, months. man. That's, a, bl- that's a blessing. Bro. I'm about to miss my son's birthday. I'm Oof. so tight. I'm yeah. tight. I'm, I'm such a hands-on provider. I'm a, I love to be affectionate and, and be there for my children and my wife and to, to know that I'm about to miss a birthday. Stuff like that matters. Like, yeah, for sure. None of, this, none of this. Like, I know where I'm staying. I'm staying in the Versace, and I'm grateful yeah. to be here. Yeah, yeah. But I, don't, I told them the other night, I said, listen, guys, I don't care about these sheets. I don't <laughs> care about the I don't care about that cue stage. My family come first. Facts. And Facts. that's what's important, bro. That's that's amazing. I got I got one more thing for you, and this is gonna be. I mean, this might take a minute, but one more thing for you. So you have four beautiful kids, right? Yeah. Uh, I have two kids. Bryce is six, nine is four, and I I talk about the lessons that our kids teach us. What has been one of the biggest lessons that you've learned as a father from your kids that has helped, like kind of? Because I know for me emotionally, I was very introverted until I had my son. And mm-hmm. it just opened up the floodgates for me. Like now I can see a commercial for four seconds about father, son, father, daughter, and I'm crying. So yeah. what, what, what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned from your, from your children that have helped shape or evolve who you are? Patience, because they all different. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you think, okay, yeah, they're coming from the same mom and dad, but they all have their own personality so for instance like i told you this is so perfect bro. we're having this conversation because my wife and i spoke about this two days ago mm-hmm. um, so her daughter she had previously to her and i getting together imani mm-hmm. imani is 23 but has a different father mm-hmm. my youngest daughter taya is nine and has the same mother but a different you know situation mm-hmm. imani in london even though they have different dads and the same mom share the same attributes and i'm like how is that possible like <laughs> they have such similar whatevers and i'm like well lee we know they get that from you because that ain't me yeah <laughs> but yeah one thing i've learned from my children bro is just like you have to be patient and cater to their needs on different levels especially mm-hmm. with the ages the age gaps the genders sensitivity one being more like firm and mm-hmm. attitude and then one thing like my my daughter london she's 12 when she gets upset she starts smiling and when she feels like she's getting in trouble she smiles and that that's from my wife's side i'm like mm. wait you smiling when we first got married and we would go through i'd be like yo what you laughing at this is serious she's like no 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 i'm just a little you know and i'm like oh man this is crazy so it's kind of like you know me coming from retail i had to learn over 10 years bro i i, I managed over 300 employees Mm. Um, just total and having having that mindset you learn to just deal with people everybody is different so you got to learn everything like Mm. learn their ins and outs you know the first 30 days when you hire somebody they're phenomenal after that that 31st day of employment they start to show their true colors you know what i'm saying yeah so it's like a baby bro the babies they come out they're innocent they're amazing Mm -hmm. when they hit two three four it's like Yo, it's a different level. You? It's a different level. It's like, are you the kid that I swore you're not the kid that I saw last week? Like, you just had a birthday. What has happened? Right. <laughs> what has changed? 
you know <laughs> like yeah. what that yeah well man listen dk i i i can't thank you enough i mean i'm honored by you you coming on the show brother and i knew from the beginning i always i always say like attracts like and your energy from the beginning man i knew we'd always be in touch i knew we'd always chop it up um could you please let the the people know how to contact you, how to reach you, how to hear your music? I mean, I think you're just a gift to the planet. So how can people get a hold of you? Um, yeah, so right now, man, I'm really focused on my Instagram. I've learned my audience and my audience is through through IG. Mm-hmm. Um, more family and, and you know, oriented stuff on Facebook. But my Instagram, you can find me at Dante Kennedy, just D-A-N-T-E-K-E-N-N-E-D-Y. Um, and yeah, you can find me on there. This is where I'm I'm putting up a lot of my information, a lot of my content, and my YouTube is Dante Kennedy Music. Um, yeah, and if you want to email me, Dante Kennedy Music at gmail.com. That's how you can find me. Well, I, I appreciate you, man, and, and uh thanks for coming on. And I will be uh, either in Dubai or in Philly. We will connect, <laughs> we will be yes. connecting soon. Uh this has been another episode of Storytellers Podcast. Please look my man DK up. He's an amazing dude and uh, extremely humble, family-oriented brother that I think if I was in charge of news stations, these are the type of people that I'd be putting out in the in the universe and the cosmos as an example of, you know, how to be, you know, how to emulate your life. So thank you, DK. I appreciate you. And Thanks, we will see you next episode.